Welcome to Operation Moneymaker. I'm so glad you're here and that you're taking the time out to start making money now as opposed to waiting until later to make money. Now, this Operation Moneymaker is a guide and a tool to help you make money now in school without having to work a job that steals your time, your energy and attention away from school. And this Operation Moneymaker, this tool is for you to use even if you've never made money doing anything else before or only if your jobs to make money have been solely tied to things you have to exchange your time for. So this is a whole new realm of helping you to make money now in school without having to work a job that steals your time, energy, and attention away from school. And this is for you guys who have not even started to make money yet outside of the current jobs that you're doing. So let's get right into it. You can have this uh, PDF, if you're, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this on video and you want this PDF document, you want this here to have at your disposal on your laptop, iPad or, or phone or whatever that is, then let us know at preptgrind at preptgrind.com right now at this recording. Later on, we'll probably have a nice fancy link for you to just go to and get this guide here for free. So let's get right into it and teach you how to make some money now. So why wait? Start making money now. Operation Moneymaker is for pre-PTs, SPTs, SPTAs, or any other healthcare major who wants to live out their dream career without the fear of burnout. Because money issues are usually caused by student loans. And those student loans cause a whole host of burnout issues that are related to your career, but aren't really related to your career. Like all the PTs I've talked to have been frustrated in their career, mainly because of money and not the clinical physical therapy career itself. So this moneymaker guide is for you to make sure that you have the necessary steps for a bright financial future. So a little bit about us, if you're just finding us, uh, we're pre-PT Grind. I'm Casey, and you can see, you can see the co-founder here, Joseph. If you're listening on podcast, go to preptgrind.com, and you can see uh, both of us there. And we primarily help pre-physical therapy students get accepted into physical therapy school without wasting time or money. But we also started Cash and Class University to help pre-PT students and SPTs and other healthcare majors increase their income so they can like I said, love their future career in physical therapy without the burden of student debt. So our bigger mission is to enhance the physical therapy profession for everyone by starting with you guys, the pre-PTs, SPTs, other healthcare majors who are interested in physical therapy as well, because you guys are the future of physical therapy. So let's get into this. This moneymaker guide is a total of, if, you're, if you want this PDF, it's a total right now of like 54 pages. So I'm gonna break down the topics here of what we're gonna go over in this video, audio, and written experience, all right? So introduction, we have the introduction, we have the part where we're finding your idea. Next, we have turning your ideas into a moneymaker. Next, we have, we're gonna talk about finding your audience. Next, we're going to talk about uncovering your audience's problems. Then we're going into how to solve those problems for free. Then showing your results of what you did for people, of how you solved their problem. Then getting paid. Of course, getting paid. After we talk about getting paid, we have to make sure your money mindset is right. Because where many people struggle, there's a lot of struggles, but where many people struggle is when they go and want to get paid. 
right? When they go and want to get um, that money and ask for money, then all these different money beliefs come in. So we need to address those as well. And that's what we'll go over in the money mind shift. The next, I'm going to give you my idea of what I would do if I was you right now in today's day and time, if I needed to make money now in school without having a uh, time sucker, right? When I needed to use my time for school or if I didn't know anywhere to start with how to make money, especially online. Then of course, we'll close this out with some key takeaways of how I want you to leave um, this experience um, and make sure you use this tool to actually make money. So let's get right into this. Who am I? What have I done? What have I been through? And why should you even listen to me? Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes I listen to speakers or listen to podcasts or listen to whatever. And I'm like, well, who are you? I don't even know you. Sometimes I listen to stuff or watch stuff and I'm like, well, you only have, as shallow as this might sound, I know we all do it. Well, you only have 50 subscribers. You only have uh, 1,000 followers. Why should I listen to you as opposed to somebody who has 100,000? Not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm guilty of it, right? So let me just frame this correctly so you know where I'm coming from and why I'm giving you this message and why I feel it's so important for you to understand this because it changes the whole thing. If you were to get uh, financial, if you were to get advice from Elon Musk, but you were to get the same advice from somebody you didn't know on the street, Usually, not all the time, usually the advice from you know somebody of very high status holds much more weight than somebody you don't really know. So that's why we need to go over this here. So let's start with this. This is exactly, the steps I'm gonna teach you are exactly the way I became debt-free two and a half years after physical therapy school. And that was after accumul uh, accumulating $148,000 in total for my student loans. So this is undergrad in college and physical therapy school. And I did this without travel physical therapy, nothing wrong with travel PT, but I was able to do this without having to do travel PT and without having to do home health. And for those of you just joining here and not familiar with physical therapy, those are the two highest paying settings in physical therapy and they're usually over $100,000, especially uh, for new grads starting out, either very close to or over $100,000. So that's why I said that here. So I was able to do this in two and a half years without travel PT or without home health with the steps I'm gonna teach you here. Next thing, which I'm very proud of and I'm very grateful I was able to do was that these steps I'm about to share with you helped me save my family property. Um, many people talk to us, especially when it comes to money and why they want to go into physical therapy and they say they want to help them themselves, right? And they want to help their family and they want to help their parents, right? But I was actually able to do that with physical therapy and the skills I learned with how to make money, I was able to buy back my family property for $100,000 with only three weeks notice before we would have lost it forever. And to give you some more context here, this was my mother's um, father's house and he had three properties. I think he even had more back in the day, but because of different things going on at, uh, at the times and especially where these houses are, they had to sell two of them after he passed. And this was the only one left. And my mom's brother, he's not able to work right now, and this is his only place of residence. So not only were, am I grateful that I was able to save this house because I had enough money to do so because I started making money when way back when I was in school and not waiting until I started to make money, he now has, my uncle now has a, still has a place to live and we still have that family property for now and forever else in the future, however long we wanna hold it in the future. 
because of what I'm going to share with you. So this is not like, oh, this is fun to make money stuff. Like, no, this is real life stuff that saved our family property. So this is why this is so near and dear to my heart and very important. Um, so I had to get that out of the way too. So most importantly, there's a lot I can go into with my story. Um, I'm going to go into that uh, at our New Money PT Live event. Whenever you're watching this, uh, if you come in the future or you listen to that on replay, I highly recommending, uh, recommend going to newmoneyptlive.com to learn more about all these different steps and from other speakers to help you understand how this whole game works. Highly recommend it, newmoneyptlive.com. But most importantly, I am you. I say all this to say that I'm the future version of you. I was a pre-PT who just wanted to be a physical therapist who helps people and earned a comfortable living doing so. But I soon found out that I needed to do more to get the life I wanted and to enjoy my career as a physical therapist. So I've done some things right, I've done some things wrong, uh, but overall, I just wanna make sure that you're better than me and less time than it took me to be where I am today. Without all those mistakes, and without everything I had to go through. So with that said, get out your notes, get out your laptops, get out your pads, get out your tablets, get out your pens and pencils and notebooks, and let's get to work. So never forget this. This is gonna be a recurring thing that, a theme that I need you to internalize. Students do not make money, problem solvers do. Students do not make money, problem solvers do. And remember this for later. Now let's start with this as well. Increasing your income now is the best way to live your PT career of your dreams, the PT career of your dreams. Because like I said before, most of the stress, burnout, and all this stuff, attrition from physical therapy is due to money. No one says they don't like PT anymore because it doesn't help people recover. They don't like it because of the money. So decreasing expenses, increasing your income, investing your money, and all that good stuff that we're gonna talk about and we have talked about throughout our free content, our paid stuff, and everything like that is the best way for you to avoid hating your decision to become a PT because you did not do all this work and come all this way to only hate your career because of money. So think about this. We have to change your identity first. Like I said before, students don't make money, problem solvers do. But if you see yourself as just a student, you're always going to create excuses. Oh, I'm just a student, I can't do that. I'm just a student, a student. I can't pay for that. I can't fly here. I can't learn this. I can't take the time to do this. I can't, I can't because I'm just a student. If you see yourself as just a student, most of the times you won't make money because that's your identity. But if you change your identity to a problem solver, I'm not just a student, I'm a problem solver. And if you're a problem solver, then you see opportunities to solve problems in exchange for money. Another big point here, the goal is not to be debt-free necessarily. It's a good attention grabber, but the goal is to not be debt-free because debt-free is still zero. I was debt-free two and a half years out of school, but I was at zero. There's a difference between being debt-free and financially free. And that's what we're gonna go into here as well. And we'll talk about on the rest of our free content and all of our stuff as well. So let's get into this. We have to start with your idea. How to make money in school. This is the time, take out your notes. Let's get into it. We have to find your idea. So here are four steps to find your idea. First thing, what do you love to do? This question kind of helps you identify your passions and interests so think about like the activities or subjects you love so much 
that make you lose track of time, stuff like that, that you just kind of get in the zone with? What do you love to do? Next, what makes you excited to wake up in the morning? Example, example. If you always find yourself drawn to books and love discussing them with others and literature and all this stuff, maybe starting a book review social media channel or writing your own book or being a blog writer is your moneymaker. Maybe something to think about. Write that down if that's you. Next, with your idea, what are you good at doing? This question encourages, encourages you to consider your skills and talents. So this could be just things you have a natural um, skill for or something you've developed over time through education or experience. Example, if, you've, um, if you're already praised for how well you explain things or people seek your help for understanding complex topics, then teaching or public speaking or mentoring or coaching could be a money maker for you. Next, for finding your idea. What problems does the world have that you can potentially solve? Reflect on those problems or challenges you see in society and be like, okay, what are some issues I feel strongly about enough to want to solve them? How could the world be improved? And what ways can I cont uh, contribute? So think about your own town, your own city, the people around you, everybody you interact with. So for example, if you believe that there's a lack of quality education in underprivileged areas and you feel strongly about it, this is an indication that improving education is something the world needs. Then lastly, with your idea, to cultivate your idea, think about what will people pay for. So finally consider which of your passions or skills have a high demand. What are people willing to pay for and spend money on? This doesn't have to be something you're currently being paid for, but rather something that has the potential that somebody will want to pay for. So for example, if you're skilled in graphic design and you know that businesses often seek out talented graphic designers to make their brand look good so people will pay for their stuff, this is a demand people will need and a demand people will pay for. So now let's go into the five steps to transform your idea into a moneymaker. And this is without having to work a job that steals your time, energy, and attention you need to enjoy school and the rest of your life. And these are five steps you can use even if you're a busy student who does not know where to start. So let's get into it. Here are the five steps right here. Number one, you need to find your audience. Next, you need to uncover their problems. You wanna solve their problems for free. You wanna show your results and get paid. So again, number one, find your audience. Number two, uncover their problems. Number three, solve the problem for free. Number four, show those results. And number five, get paid. And now to help you even more, we'll be using some examples of how we've helped our pre-PT audience with pre-PT grind with these five steps. I'm someone who loves examples. I need to see it. I need to do the thing. I need to ask more questions like, okay, what do you mean? Give me an example because I don't get it yet. So that's what I'm going to do for you in these five steps. So number one, find your audience. Find your audience. Meaning this, who are you helping? From your idea that we talked about earlier, who needs your solution? What kind of people do you want to help? Who do you specifically, or, or who do you, yeah, who, do, who specifically do you want to give this solution to? 
Next, now let's dig a little deeper into this. Like, what does that mean? Let's go into demographics. So we have age, race, economic status, health status, marital status. That's stuff that's uh, categorized into demographics. Next, you have psychographics. These are things like, what are they thinking about? What are they feeling? So their interests, their values, their morals, their personality, their lifestyle, their fears, their desires, their wants, their needs. Those are the psychographics. Because somebody could be um, a six foot tall white male, but have a completely different psychographic than somebody else with the same demographics as them. It could be the same looking white male, it could be the same looking black woman, but have completely different psychographics. And depending on what problem you're solving for them, speaking to their interest, values, personality, lifestyle, desires, fears, will attract and or repel the people you want to solve the solution for. So I hope that makes sense. So for example, demographics, pre-PTs, they need help getting into PT school. Next, they're about 16 to 32 years old, mostly middle-class families, it ranges. Sometimes they have student loans, sometimes they don't. Relatively healthy, not usually married, sometimes they are. And what we've seen throughout our, um, throughout our data is our audience is around 70% female and 30% male. Now getting into the psychographics. They tend to like sports. They're fun, they're young, they're anxious about the future, they're into fitness and a healthy lifestyle. Uh, they have a desire to, of course, help people. They want to be fulfilled by their job, but they also want some work-life balance. They want to make their parents proud as well, and they don't, they don't want to go to another Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner and, and have to say, oh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life yet. They don't, they don't want that. That's one of their fears. Then also they want to increase their status. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I'm going to physical therapy school. I'm doing something with my life. Next, where is your audience? Physically and online. So our pre-PT audience models kind of the US population since we're an online company. New York, Florida, Texas, Illinois, California, all that stuff and other big regions and cities. Then where do they hang out online? YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, podcasts, things like that. Next, we need to dig deep into what is their surface level problem, meaning like what are their wants? So for a potential audience for you, especially physical therapists, if you want your own practice or anything like that, what, what is their surface level problem? Oh, my foot hurts, my back hurts, I'm overweight, I can't get into college, I can't pass, pass this test. It just sounds like I just want to do something. That's their surface level problem. If they, if they just come to you and say, I just want to get out of pain. Oh, if my foot would just, just stop hurting, I would be good. If, if I can just have this, I'd be good. That's what it sounds like. So for example, for us, it sounds like, oh, I just want to get into PT school. If I could just do that, I'll be good. If I can just pass this test, I'll be good. That's what their wants sound like. And now we need to go into why are they having that problem? Is it an injury, accident, are they overeating, poor test taker, low GPA? For example, pre-PTs can't get into PT school because of their low GPA, getting bad advice, low GRE scores, no family support, no school support, anything like that. And now number five, how are they currently dealing with their problem? Are they trying to ignore it? Are they saying, oh, I've tried every diet? They have a gym membership, but they never use it. They talked to an advisor already, watched a bunch of YouTube study videos, 
Like, how are they currently dealing with it? So for example, our audience pre-PTs watch YouTube, they get advice from their school advisors, get it from blogs, they just apply and see what happens. They just retake a class or the GRE and see what happens. They go to Reddit, Student Doctor Network, or they just ask other students as well. Next, uncovering their hidden problem. We gotta dig deep with this one. So what is their problem stopping them from doing, getting, and feeling? Because we can think of ourselves right now and say, well, my foot kind of hurts or my hair's not cut or my hair's not done. It's a problem, but it's not big enough for me to get it solved right now. So in order for you to get your audience to want to pay you enough money, you have to uncover their hidden problems that they're really dealing with. And we'll go into some examples here. So what is their problem? The problem we just talked about before or the problems you're writing down when you're going through this, what is that stopping people from doing, getting, and feeling? Because solving these problems will have people wanting to pay you, even if you're a student. So this is the true problem. I'm uncovering this hidden problem is the true problem you're solving for them. This is like their need. So here are some examples. I need to fix my back pain so I can get back to work to make money for my family so I can feel calm, secure, and in control. Many people will pay much more for you to solve that problem than, oh, my back just hurts. Oh no, I don't wanna pay a $30 copay for physical therapy. I don't wanna pay $250 a visit to see my doctor or physical therapist or a specialist to fix my back pain because it just hurts. But if you're fixing them having a job and providing for their family so they can feel calm, secure, and in control, that's a totally separate problem. That's, that's their true hidden problem. Another example, I need to lose weight to be healthy enough to see my children grow up and take, and, and I also need to take care of my aging parents so I can feel joy, excitement, and fulfillment. I want to attend all these sports games. I want to attend family Christmas parties. I want to attend weddings and retirement parties and barbecues and all that stuff. But I also want to be proud of the way I look in all those pictures so I can feel that excitement, joy, and fulfillment from looking back at all those signature life events that I've had. And not look back and be like, oh man, I wish I was this, I wish I did that, I wish I did that. I want to make sure I look back at my life and enjoy it and actually enjoy my life throughout the entirety of it. So if you're solving that problem, that's much different than saying, oh, I just need to lose five pounds. Those are two separate huge problems. Or I guess technically the second one is a huge problem, but the first one is not that big a deal. Lastly, for our audience, I need to get into physical therapy school so I can become a physical therapist to make more money. But I also want to make my parents proud. I want to feel accomplished. I want to feel relief, status. I want to feel like I can move on with my life and not feel embarrassed when I go to family and friend functions. And they're asking, what am I doing with my life? And I can't say anything. That's a totally different problem than, oh, I just need to get a better test on my next grade and so I can get into physical therapy school. Totally different things. Next, number three, we're going to solve their problem for free. Solve the problem for free. Why? Because it builds trust. And if nobody trusts you, nobody will really pay you to solve their problem or even trust you enough to even listen to you 
to see if they can if you can even solve their problem. Next, you get practice. You get practice selling, asking people if they want your stuff, practice doing the solving, practice providing the solution, you get practice. Next, you get proof. You have proof of results to the customer and proof of results for you. So you have the confidence to charge money. Next, you get feedback on what to improve or change. Then lastly, you get referrals, AKA you get paid. And an easy way to get your first paying customers is from the people you already helped for free. And also, you can use your own customer as a referral for their next problem. You can ask that person who you just solved a problem for for free if they want to pay you to solve their next problem. Simple as that. So how can you solve their problem for free? Well, in whatever form your audience consumes information. Videos, audio, blogs, books, live streams, workshops, whatever that is. Where would you solve it? Wherever your audience hangs out the most. Whether it's physical locations in a grocery store, uh, they pick up their kids from daycare, they're at Pilates in the gym, they're yoga, they're at the barbershop. Like where are they physically? Then where do they hang out online? YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, podcast. What, where are they at? Facebook, newspapers, church. Where are they at? What are you going to discuss? Well, you're going to discuss their wants and needs like we talked about earlier. Their surface problems that will get their attention. Example like GRE tips, GPA tips, study tips, how to apply, what muscle am I training, all the stuff like that. But then you can also discuss their hidden problems and this is what will get you paid. Example for pre-PTs, how I felt when I was rejected what your family and friends will think of you if you don't get accepted. How much is monetarily costing you if you were to get rejected or rejected again? Also, we can talk about how it's not their fault because their advisor gave them bad advice. Hidden problems to get them to trust you, connect with you, and ultimately pay you. Next. We're gonna make sure you show your results. So the problem you help them with for free, you're going to show your results. And for anybody who's scared of this whole marketing thing and you're like, yeah, I wanna make money, but I heard you gotta market and you gotta put yourself out there and make videos and pictures, I don't wanna do all that. Not a problem, not a problem. You can show your results and have your clients or your free clients or potential paid clients do the marketing for you. Just have them talk about how great you are and the results you help them with. So video testimonials, live interviews, podcasts, written, Facebook, Google reviews, before and after pictures, demonstrations, sneak peeks, walkthroughs, all that stuff. Show the people the results of what you do and show how your solution can solve their hidden problems. And number five, number five, getting paid. So if you found your audience, if you know their hidden problems, if you solved someone's problem for free and you showed your results, you now know what your audience wants so well that you can offer them a solution that's more valuable than their money. So what is value? Because if I was listening to this, if I was reading this, I'd be like, okay, but what is value? Well, value is something that someone cannot do 
or does not want to do for themselves. So example, physical therapy. If somebody has an ankle sprain, something that would be valuable for them is if somebody fixed their ankle sprain or got their ankle sprain better or stopped the swelling and all that stuff. And that is something that apparently they cannot do for themselves or do not want to do for themselves. If not, they would not be seeing you. So that would be an example of value for them. Another example of value is a restaurant or a grocery store. Well, you're hungry and either you cannot make food for yourself or you do not want to make food for yourself. So in exchange for that value of the food, you give someone money or you don't have time to make food for this for yourself or you give them money. So now getting paid. Remember this again, students do not make money, problem solvers do. So how you ask for money when you're looking to get paid is simpler than it may seem. It's not as scary as it looks. It's not as scary as it feels. All you're asking, all you're doing, all you're conveying is like, look, we established that you have a problem. Is that problem big enough? And do you trust me enough for you to help you with that problem and give me money to help you solve that problem? That's all. It's saying, hey, Miss So-and-so, you have a problem. I can help you with that. Is it valuable enough for you to give me money for me to help you with that problem? That's it. So here's how we ask exactly the words. So here's what you can say. When I see people with a problem like yours, they usually fall into two groups. They either want to do it on their own or they want more help. Kind of tell me, let me know which group are you in, group one or group two, so I know how to help you best. Then that gives them the option. Oh no, this was great and I know what to do now. I'll keep doing it on my own. Great. They'll keep doing it for free. They get your free stuff and they don't take any of your time, t attention, or energy away. Nothing. No harm, no loss, no foul for you. But group two, they'll say, yes, this was great and I want more help. So with group two, you just explain how you help people like them and how much it costs. After that, you ask them, are you ready to get started? You take the payment and you just got paid. Congratulations. That's it. That's how you can ask them for money. As simple as that. Don't make it harder. Don't make it scarier. Don't make it more uh, cumbersome than it needs to be. Let's go into that a little bit more because I know some people might get stuck here. So I was scared to ask for money, but this is what helped me. Many people have internal struggles or fears when asking for money. So what I want you to think about is that if you really think about it, you never really lose money. Now, I know somebody's thinking like, actually, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Actually, you do with this. Think about it. You never really lose money. In the context of what we're talking about here in Operation Moneymaker, you never really lose money. And you never really take money either because some people might be afraid or scared or skeptical of asking for money because they feel like they're scamming somebody else or taking the money from them. You never really take the money. You can't really take money unless you hold them at gunpoint. You only gain or give things of value. And what is value? Something someone cannot do or does not want to do for themselves. So you, when you go to pay for food, you don't lose the money. You exchange the money for something you value, which is food. If you had a restaurant, you didn't take someone's money. 
you gave them something they value in exchange for money. That's it. That's it. Because going, this in, going into this a little bit more, money really has no inherent value. We only place a value on it based on what we want. So think about that. Think about that. So here's some more examples. A $250 physical therapy session is a representation that you gave someone a solution to their problem. But also a $25 copay for a PT session is a representation that you gave someone a solution to their problem. The difference in price is the representation of the size of the problem you solved for them. And you can refer back to step two, basically talking about their hidden problem. How big is that hidden problem? How much does that affect them from doing what they want, getting what they want, and feeling what they want? The bigger that affects that, the bigger the problem is, and the more you can potentially charge. Another example, physical therapy school. When I invested $148,000 into college and physical therapy school combined, I never really lost that money. Now I know what you're thinking, well, you can use that money if, if you pay the physical therapy. I, I know what you're saying, but think about this. I never really lost the money. The money just went into another vehicle. It went into my education. And in return, I gained a skill set and a network that helped me make more than $148,000. So I never really lost the money. I just gained things of value to help me make more money later. Another example, I personally, when I personally invested over $10,000 into business and clinical mentors while I was in school, and this is outside of college, outside of PT school, not including PT school, I found other business and clinical mentors outside of PT school, like Greg Todd, Aaron LeBauer, Paul Groff, uh, Paul Goff, Rhett Polka, outside of PT school. I didn't lose that money. I gained a skill set, and those mentors passed their mistakes they made in the past, their wins, their experiences, and all of that helped me make more than $148,000 in less time than they did. So I paid for, or I found more value, value in what they went through and what they were teaching me than the money I had in my pocket. And in return, I made more than I invested. So I didn't lose that money. I just put it somewhere else to get something I valued in return to eventually make me more money. Another example, when I personally invested into stocks, crypto, my personal trainer, high quality food, all that stuff, I didn't lose the money. Yes, I know what you're saying. Yes, Casey, you did because you couldn't use it because it was somewhere else. I get that point. But that's not what we're talking about here. I did not lose the money. It did not vanish. It did not go into thin air. I gained value. I gained safety for my retirement. I gained a healthy body to enjoy my life into old age. So I gained value. The money didn't vanish. It just went into another vehicle. Lastly, when pre-PT Grind as a Business invested over $150,000 into business education, we did not lose that money. We gained skills, experiences, tools, and knowledge to help us make more than seven times that amount of money. Then again, these steps I shared with you helped me save my family property that was left from my grandfather. 
And because of all those things we just mentioned before, I was able to buy back that family property for 100K in less than 10 weeks notice. And when I bought back this house, I never lost that $100,000. It didn't vanish. It went into the house. And about two years later, the value of that money I put in the house, I invested in that house, more than tripled in value. So now that house is worth over $350,000. So did I lose that money? Or did I just put it somewhere else other than my bank account or other than under my mattress to make me more money? So again, these are the steps I took to become debt-free two and a half years after PT school after accumulating $148,000 in total student loan debt without travel PT and without home health. But that's not it. I'm not going to just stop there. Y'all deserve more than that. So here's a bonus. Here's an idea that I would do if I was in your situation right now. If I was a pre-PT, SBT, student PTA, new grad, whatever that is right now listening to this, here's an idea that I would do. I would be an artificial intelligence implementation manager. So here are the five steps I would take to transform that idea of being an artificial intelligence implementation manager into a moneymaker. So my audience, who would my audience be? And some of you might be asking, oh, what is an artificial intelligence implementation manager? Well, good question. So with that, basically my idea would be to take all this cool artificial intelligence that's out there, all these different websites, all these different apps, all these different codes, all these different whatever, and be like, okay, here are all of these things. And for my audience that I chose, here's how my audience can best use them without taking more time, energy, and attention to learn all that stuff and implement it into their problem. That's what I would do. I would say, I know you're overwhelmed with all this artificial intelligence stuff and you know you need to get on it so you're not left behind, but you don't have time to learn all of it. I took care of all that for you. And here's my solution to implement artificial intelligence into whatever problem you have. So now, what would my audience be? It would be small healthcare, physical and online business owners who make between 10K and 70K a month, 75K a month but they wanna to grow to six figures a month, which is about 84,000 per month. And that's about a million dollars a year. So you can either look at it like they wanna to grow to six figures a month, or they wanna to grow to a million dollars a year. Give or take some taxes and give or take some expenses. Give or take, it'll be 84K to 100K a month to make a million a year. That's what they wanna to grow to. Next, their demographics would be, they'd be between 30 and 50 years old. They'd be in the allied health profession. They'd be married, they'd be making or taking home from their business anywhere between 90K and 300K per year. Their psychographics would be, they're entrepreneurial and they have a lifestyle that values freedom, time, and autonomy. And they're also type A people. They have this type A personality. Next, your audience or my audience, where are they located? US, Puerto Rico, maybe some of them are down in Mexico, Caribbean, because they have an online business. Now, where are they located online? Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. That's where they would be. What's their surface problem? 
They have little time and energy to keep their business afloat, plus grow and stay innovative. So they just don't know how to get out of working in the business all the time. They want to step outside of that and work on the business, but they don't have time to do so. Why are they having that problem? Well, they don't have enough staff. Like I said before, they're working in the business, not on the business. They don't have any systems in place. They don't have any technology and they don't have any AI systems to help them with that. And they don't have the time to learn all of it to help them with that. So now how do they currently deal with the problem? Well, they're trying to watch every social media content piece talking about how to use AI to make their business more profitable and efficient. And they're like, oh, that's cool. I should do that. I should do that. That one's good. I should do that. I'll put it on my schedule, but they never do it. Then the next day, they just keep working in the business and making no progress to work on the business. So their hidden problem, their hidden problem. Well, what is it stopping them from doing? What is not having AI in their business stopping them from doing? Stopping them from traveling, exercising, investing, innovating, networking. It's stopping them from getting family time, more money, more staff. It's stopping them from feeling accomplished. It's stopping them from feeling like, finally, I feel like I have a business and not a job. I feel like I'm secure and in control. For the first time, I feel like a business owner and not a job owner. Now going into how I would solve it for free. I would put out educational content on what AI tools business owners should use for specific parts of their business. I would go into content creation. I would do blogs, website building, scheduling, documentation, staff training, fulfillment, home exercise programs. I'd make a bunch of content around all these, all these different specific needs they might have. I'd also pick three clients or three um, online followers who liked my stuff and were maybe part of my free community and pick them to do one month done for you services, three clients. I'd also be active in social media communities, Facebook groups, all that stuff for specific healthcare business owners. So I wouldn't be like in a basketball Facebook group looking for these people. Could they be there? Sure. But they like basketball or would I be in a healthcare business owner Facebook group just makes sense and where would I put all this information I would put it on YouTube then I'd repost it to TikTok, Instagram Twitter Facebook and LinkedIn then I'd show my results after having those three clients I'd show my results how would I show it I'd use everything we talked about video testimonials live testimonials podcasts written Facebook Google reviews demonstrations sneak peeks walkthroughs all of that stuff then getting paid, how would I get paid? What would I offer? So first I would do a free class, a free webinar, something for free and I would talk about, my title would be something like, how any healthcare business owner can use artificial intelligence to grow their business to 100K a month without sacrificing time in their business and with their families. So that would be the main thing to get people interested. Now the two offers I would give, I would choose one of them, maybe do one, one month and another another month to see which one works best. First, I do a first time offer and I'd be like, okay, here's an online course. Here's some videos put together, whether it's in a fancy format or a bunch of YouTube videos linked together. Don't worry about that right now. If someone's problem is big enough, they don't care if it's 
uh, unlisted, unlisted or locked videos on YouTube, or if it looks pretty in a Kajabi or a Go High Level software or something with good lighting, they don't really care if their problem is big enough. That's not the big issue. So I would make some type of course or some type of layout or some type of implementation program to say, here's how to use the most important AIs for your specific healthcare business. And it'd be about $2,000. And if 20 people bought, that would be $40,000 in your bank account. Amazing, beautiful. Who would want $40,000? Smile, raise your hand, tap like, Give me a yes, however you're consuming or listening to this. How many of you would like $40,000? What could you do with $40,000? And that's with a course you don't have to put more time into. This is $2,000 and it's totally time free because you already made the course. Just like you're watching or listening or reading this right now, I did this one time. And now many people are watching this over and over and over and over again. But I don't have to spend all my time doing this over and over again. Same thing you would do for this course. Next, another option I would consider would be a done-for-you setup service. Some type of done-for-you service. So I would say for 12 months, for one year, for $2,000 a month, I'd set up everything for you to implement artificial intelligence into your business. I'd set it all up. And on top of that, I would make sure everything's running smoothly and I'd update your business with all the latest artificial intelligence that you need to help it run smoothly just because technology moves so quick. And if 10 people bought that, that would be $20,000 a month or $240,000 per year before you're a physical therapist. So what can you do making $240,000 a year? What kind of physical therapist could you be? Could you open your own practice? Who would you want to treat? You wouldn't have to do home health or travel PT if you didn't want to. You can only be a physical therapist twice a week or seven times a week if you wanted. Basically, if you were making $240,000 a year, what could you do with your life? How great would your physical therapy career be if you still wanted to be a physical therapist? That's what you need to think about. That's what we want the outcome to be for so many of you. And here's the best part about this AI idea. Many of you are thinking, great, that sounds great, but I'm in school. That would take too much work. Well, since I would be an AI expert, I can do all this in school because I will have AI do most of the work for me. Boom, crazy. So I would have AI implement all these systems for this person. I would have AI generate all the uh, PDFs or all the worksheets or all the home exercise programs or all the trainings or all whatever they needed. I would have AI do it. Boom, that saves me time. Now I can study in PT school. I can go out to the parties. I can sleep at night. I can do whatever I wanted because AI is doing most of the work for me and taking this off my plate. So key takeaways here. Again, you are more than just a student. When you solve problems, you make money. And again, students do not make money, problem solvers do. So remember, when you solve problems, you make money. Whether you're a physical therapist, you're a student, you're a chiropractor, you're a pilot, you're a plumber, I don't care what you are, if you identify as a problem solver, you can make money. You are not just a student. You are a problem solver 
that happens to be a student learning physical therapy skills so you can solve people's problems that physical therapy skills can help them with. That is who you are now. So next steps, what do you do now? What I want you to do now is put this into action. The best thing you can do right now is start. I want you to take this guide and put it into action. Find your idea, rewatch this, reread this, re-listen to this if you need to. Number two, transform that idea into a moneymaker. Number three, get paid. And number four, love and enjoy your life. Enjoy your life with your newfound money. Then number two, next steps. If you put these steps into action and now you want our guidance, our tools, our community, and our support to take this moneymaker and turn it into an easy, fast, simple, and time-free machine, if you want and need more help with that, then you can DM us moneymaker on Instagram at on Grind on any platform. Then we'll tell you, we'll show you, we'll talk more about how you can learn more about our resources and how they can help you make more money easy, fast, simple, and, as, and in as little time as possible. So if you're looking for more help with that, reach out to us and DM us Moneymaker on Instagram right now on, um, on Instagram and we'll help you go from there. So I hope you enjoyed this ultimate guide to making money in school without having to work a job that steals your time, your energy and attention away from school, away from being a student. Even if you've never made money before doing anything else. So I hope you enjoyed and most importantly, put this into action so you can make money now and live your best life.